This is the Business Stuff Podcast. This is where I will share the lessons I've learned from advising thousands of businesses over almost 30 years. Each episode will give you practical insight to allow you to learn from other people's mistakes. I'll be pulling in experts from our team and the world of business, and together we'll make sure your business is giving you what you want. My name is Martin, and this is the Business Stuff Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the end of year roundup of the Business Stuff Podcast. You've got Martin, who you know from previous episodes. You've also got James Bray. James normally is the the producer on the show. Hi, James. Hello. Are you excited? Yes. That <laughs> might be the wrong word. Well, uh, it, yeah, it's weird. I've sat behind the camera taking editing notes and listened to almost every episode yeah. live as it's been recorded. So since Jack's not here because he's decided to inconveniently have a baby. Yeah, I mean, the timing is terrible, Jack. <laughs> yeah, looking at you. No, I'm joking. Uh, we're very happy for him. Yeah, no, we're very happy for Jack. Um, but Mark first, says, first podcast show baby this podcast anyway yeah, um, exactly. yeah so we need to do a, a summary of the year yeah and since I've listened to them all and James has been here through thick and thin he's the only guaranteed listener to every episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah yes. um, and the few so, in Taiwan that show up on the uh, stats oh, so we've, we've got, got an all, avid listener across we've got all Taiwan. sorts of countries yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. we get a Russia. strange mix of places that tune in haven't we yeah I, I, I like to think that it, it's probably just someone from the UK who's gone there. Or they're using a VPN to watch like or foreign I know, channels. I never thought about that. They might not want our, our, our podcast to show up on their history. Right. <laughs> uh, right. So anyway, so it, it, it's, it's been another year of podcasting where, you know, we've, we've had 50 or so episodes. I think there might be one, one, maybe two weeks missed, but yeah. we've done a lot of different things this year. Um, and we, we, we thought we'd give you a summary of what, what we've enjoyed, the, the bits we've taken a lot from. Yeah. And that's, that's where we are, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I've, I've got a few, you've got a few. Do you, do you want to go in first, James, and tell us your first takeaway? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when I was looking back, there was kind of like two overall themes that I quite enjoyed. Um, so one was sort of um, broadly like operational stuff, so systems, processes, you know the operational side of a business because that's something I, we're doing a lot of internally. So I found that trying to do a lot of that, aren't we? So yeah. I found that quite an interesting process and things I've seen that have been discussed in the podcast that I can see we're actually trying to do like internally. So I've sort of seen it rather than just sort of heard about it. Um, and then also just like business owner stories. We've had quite a few. Well, well, quite a few. One or two. But yeah, we've yeah. had a, we've had a number of maybe two, three, four people come on. And, and share their, their business journey. Um, and yeah, I found that quite encouraging. And it kind of builds your like faith that you can do it the more that you hear it. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the main thing I always get. It's not necessarily a, a takeaway point, but it's the combination that you hear them again and again and again. It's just the belief. It's good motivation, it, isn't it? You, you think, yeah. well, yeah, it, it is possible. Yeah, exactly. Especially uh, from local business owners as well that was kind of a yeah you said this beforehand you said one of the things that you you were quite um you've, you've heard hundreds of business stories on podcasts but yeah hearing it from someone who grew up around the corner yeah because a lot of them are like american stories and so yeah, on which is yeah, great yeah, well if you like, could make it there you make it anywhere as the song goes yeah it's yeah. like this is local people making it locally yeah yeah which is yeah which is interesting isn't it it kind of opens your eyes and it's like oh hang on this actually does happen here it's not just like yeah a, yeah, it's interesting because we just finished an episode. Um, you know, one of the, one of the last episodes of the year was with Anthony Hunter, mm. and and you know, he like another couple of the people on there just had a very normal life. Yeah, exactly. Didn't grow up in a in a in a, in a world surrounded by business. Yeah. So most of these people certainly didn't have a silver spoon. Yeah. They've had to just go out and do it. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because at times. You have almost felt some of these people have been a, not, not apologetic, but hesitant to say, mm. just do the thing. Right, yeah. It, you can do it. Yeah. Stop making excuses for yourself. Don't let other people make excuses. Just just do the thing. Yeah. It, it will be hard and it yeah. won't always be good, but you've got to just do the thing. Yeah. And that, that is a recurring theme from all of the people we've had on telling their stories. Yeah. You exactly. know, whether, whether, whether it was Hannah from Cake Stories who. 
Yeah. Um, you know, there's loads of good, good you know, as an outside observer who's watched Hannah from day one, you mm. know, within the first week I was in a coffee shop buying her cake and her yeah. coffees. I've been a big su- supporter and fan of hers. Um, but you know, she she talked about how she had some really difficult times. Thought she'd overstretched. Yeah. Uh, like, but actually, is now you know one of the you know like a, a very yeah. comfortable, good size supplier of what she does nationwide. You think? Yeah. That's handy because she was just a woman who liked baking cakes. Yeah. But you know what I've noticed is it doesn't matter what the business was that we've sort of interviewed. All the stories that have been a a, a scale story. Even though they're different business, um, like products and services, I've noticed very distinct patterns, like same yeah. hurdles for each one. Absolutely, and that's yeah. been really interesting. So they both talked about, you know, staffing issues, um, you know, scary milestone buying your first premises and fin- all the financing, finance o- stuff. Opening your first branch, your second branch. Yeah. Off a Neil getting your second van on the road, your third van. Yeah. yeah. So it's been yeah, it's been interesting, hasn't it? Yeah. Let, 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 let's get into them, James. I mean, you know, yeah. that, 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 that's interesting because one of the things I really enjoy is interviewing someone about their business. Yeah. Especially with someone I know because I think, well, I know what's coming here. Yeah. But there's always something that I think, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, yeah. and these are people I know fairly well. So yeah. it, it, I, I really do enjoy these. But who, yeah. who, who was your first pick out then? Cool. Well, since we're on that one, I'll start with a business story first. Um, but Neil McGregor. Yeah. So we did an episode that I titled something like From Working for Free to Scaling a Business. Yeah, yeah. Which is a cheesy title, but it it was actually the truth. Just he literally, literally yeah, that, worked that for free. Literally what he did, yeah. Um, which I found very inspiring. Um, but he, the point that I got from that is just there's absolutely no excuses none because he, he literally worked he worked for free for other people just to develop a skill um, to the point where he would he said he even like went home so he was living with his parents at the time and he would go home and in his like bedroom he would so he works in like construction like property renovations and so on he'd go in to his room and like practice plastering his own wall and did it so many times that the walls are probably like yeah, yeah. Twelve inches thick, he said. Um, yeah, just just practice. Just yeah. just to practice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was yeah. Like my takeaway from that is, oh, if there's no opportunities out there. We'll make an opportunity. Make an opportunity. Yeah, and he did, and yeah. it was just I've never really heard someone a local story that you know someone that's done that. Yeah, yeah. Because you know Neil Neil is someone where there's a lot of people see his vans all over the place now. Yeah. But Neil has very consciously set out to change from not having a business or any, any real aspirations. <laughs> yeah. Wrong word, but yeah. Neil was your classic Geordie lad up to you know up to all kinds as a as a kid, just yeah. not thinking about work, life, family, house. Yeah, and then just had a massive change in his approach, and and, and it started by just doing the thing. You know, that's yeah. what I've just touched on with Av. Yeah. Um, so we'll show, we'll, show, we'll show a clip of um, Neil now where he talks about that. So I always kind of wanted to get into construction, but because of some of the issues I had through school, like I, I couldn't get an apprenticeship or anything like that. Um, so what, what I decided to do is, you know, kind of I, I would ring, because I couldn't get an apprenticeship, I would ring up other trades and just sort of say, look, can I come work you for free? I'm not bothered about getting paid. I just want to learn. So give us the experience. Yeah, give, give us a like word. A, like an intern. Yeah, yeah. In, in, the, in an office environment, so you're an intern. But it was kind of like an apprenticeship. I was trying to give myself an apprenticeship by just working for anyone for free, basically. And then I would, with the skills I learned, I would then go home. I was still living at home. My parents at the time, I'd, I'd kind of replaster my bedroom over and over again. Luckily, my mum and dad kind of let us get away with that. I remember you saying once you used to yeah. just practice replastering your yeah, wall. Just, yeah, literally. So if you chip. Uh, them walls back now they're probably like 12 inches thick to be fair so so and then you know I, I kind of developed that skill set will continue to work with people for free uh, until eventually I got to the point where I was like right okay you know maybe I could start working and doing some of these jobs by myself you build up the confidence to, to yes yeah, so, well not yeah. just the confidence I think I was always relatively confident I was I, I was never scared of doing anything the problem was there was no skill set there you know you I had the confidence there but I wasn't very good at actually doing anything you know so it took a good few years to kind of get get any sort of skill set underneath my belt and stuff like that um, and then like I say 
what one once I you know this didn't just happen over a couple of months like I say it was it was you know it happened over years. So so what, what, like you say years. You were working for free for years, or, or were you literally just... No, I pretty, I pretty was working for free for years, so I, I had a pizza delivery job that would kind of, you know, give us the money that I need while I, while I develop my skill set. So uh, spend the day mixing mortar for other people doing that, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then delivering pizzas by uh, me. Exactly that, to be yeah. fair, you know, which, to be fair, I was a pretty decent little pizza delivery boy, like, I, I could make pretty good money, I was, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I, you know, I, I probably broke a... A few sort of traffic laws getting pizzas to people in time, but I was pretty damn good at it. Um, so no pizza was delivered cold. No, no, I done well. I done well. Uh, I got decent tips. So, um, but no, that kept us going. That so kept us going. You must be working like a lot of hours then. Yeah, so you were, you were, you were busy. Yeah, so you know, one thing just because I struggled in school and going to school and stuff like that, one thing I was very good at from an early age was was working. So I was working at like you know I was working weekends at twelve year old, you know, 11, 12 year old and stuff like that, doing doing sort of. Uh, I did some landscaping in, in, uh, with with one of my friends' dads at the time. He had his own business, so yeah. I was never scared to get my hands dirty or, or, or anything like so that. So you weren't you know? scared of putting effort in. No, I've always had an exceptional work effort. It was more about having somewhere to put the effort in. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, like we were saying, James. You know, mm. great, great. There, uh, you know, like I say, no excuses. Mm. My my next one is 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 one of our more recent episodes and I've already kind of alluded to this but Anth Hunter so Anth again um, he's a local lad now but he's from Scarborough um, in a you know mm. in his upbringing in Scarborough was probably not a million miles away from Neil's or, or mine or your own in, in Newcastle yeah um, and that again there was no silver spoon that he wasn't surrounded by a lot of people who were in business who knew business who were doing anything yeah. his one inspiration was um you know yeah there, there was one person in his town that he knew there was probably lots but he didn't know them but there's yeah. one person who he thought they're doing something different that you know mm. may, maybe you can yeah and, and the thing i like about that is you don't need loads of inspirations you just yeah. need the one that inspires you to do something different yeah you don't have to be surrounded by 50 people you could, you could have one one person to aspire to be or, or to work towards i suppose yeah yeah and i really like that but the thing the thing that um he alludes to and he covers a similar kind of theme to neil but in a different way is just about you know taking a change of clothes working mm. before you go to work do your day's work yeah. work after you've been to work and then work your saturdays and sundays yeah while you're young you've got the energy and mm. and you can do that yeah there are certain things where you will get there quicker the more you do it yeah yeah and people know that you know if you want to be an expert on the guitar it takes ten thousand hours mm. okay well the more you practice the quicker you get there yeah a lot of businesses like that yeah. The more you do of it, the faster you learn the mistakes and learn the you know learn the tips and tricks that'll get you there. And you can just blunt force you through your way through those times by putting hours in. Yeah, and that's interesting because you don't think of you don't think of business as something that you practice. It's like something yeah. you do, but you do. You have think to you learn it right, rather yeah. than you could read it, you can be taught it, but actually doing it is is just a great way of. Yeah, getting in. So anyway, here's Anth talking about how, um, you know, telling you, I suppose, his daily routine while he was building up his first first properties in his empire. But it wasn't then came away from the course and then like that was it. No, no. There was still a lot of application and hard work and graft, wasn't it? Unbelievable. There? And, and I think... Are you doing this whilst working full time? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the schedule was... So uh, this is... I'm so... I'm like grateful towards Tamsin for just letting this happen and support enough yeah looking back I don't know why I don't know why I mean she stuck around to be fair I was never there yeah so I used to go first thing in the morning I might go for a run uh, run at five get to the property for six work at the property six till nine get so to my first appointment being the investment property yeah the investment the, the, the one that needs the wallpaper straight yeah on. exactly yeah. all the unskilled labour that when you go into property, there tend to be two types of people, people with money or people with time. We had, we had time, oh, well, we didn't even have time. We thought we, we can make time. We can create yeah. time if it's important. So we'd go six to nine in the morning to the property. I'd try to get to my first appointment for half nine, do five, six appointments for EnviroVent, take my lunch with me, my breakfast, my lunch, my tea, finish at half five, go straight to the property for six, property six till 10, and then home 
straight rinse, shower, rinse, straight to sleep, yeah. and do that. And then um, Saturdays we used to get there for seven. Just be there till it till till he went to sleep. Seven till yeah. five. Come back on the evening. Get a takeaway, whatever with Tam's in. Pete, yeah, the, the, this this is it's, it's interesting because a lot of people I know and probably have done exactly this journey. Yeah. And, and and people people um, it's funny because you hear oh yeah, but you're lucky. It's like. I didn't feel very lucky at the time. I felt like yeah. I had to really Just grind that out. A bit of luck. <laughs> so, so me and Rebecca did this. You know, when, when, yeah. when we, yeah, we we had when we had kids, we stopped buying property. Yeah. And people used to say to us like, "Oh, when you have kids, you'll wonder what you used to do." I was like, "I know what we used to do. Yeah, yeah, we used yeah. to do that." Yeah, well, this we, didn't, is we didn't do the morning bit. We 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 would we would then just have a change of clothes every day yeah. after work and yeah. go and be there till midnight, one o'clock. Yeah. So. The next one for me um, is a guy called John Paul. Um, I can't remember what I called the episode. I was thinking I'd written it down there. Yeah, but no. Something uh, about, but basically the overall theme was systemizing your your business. Um, so what I kind of got from his episode is he talked about every issue in the business is either a process issue or a person issue, if it's a process issue, is it really the process, or is it the person's failure to implement the process properly? Yeah. And if it's the person, and he put it in a nice way, he said it's either a skill, or it's a will. So they're just being disobedient, or they can't do it, or they can't teach them, or they just don't want to do it. Yeah, or it's a, yeah. a training issue, or something like that. That was quite a nice way for me to separate how that worked but well, he mm, go on well what, what, to summarize like what, what he explained for me which i'd never really thought about before was i thought it was just process and then there's people and it's a separate thing but actually processes there's no such thing as a process without the person to function it they're intricately linked yeah and that's, the, that's the, what the, i really yeah. learned from that yeah what, what 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 an interesting takeaway from that james i don't know if you've thought about this then is mm. That, that that was also John taking full responsibility and right, holding yeah. himself accountable for everything that happens in his business. Yeah. Because notice all of those things were within his control. Right. It was yeah. his process after all. Yeah, exactly. You can't blame the process. It's yeah. your process. Yeah. You can't blame the people. Once you admit yeah. that people failing is mm -hmm. either your process isn't clear or you haven't trained them mm. or you have the wrong person. Yeah. Well, again, they're all in his control. Right, because if you blame the person, he employed them. <laughs> you're the that. one who yeah. lets them come in and not do it. Yeah. Or you're the one who hasn't taught them. Yeah. You're the one who's got the confusing you know, process that makes no sense. So yeah. I, I like the, the personal responsibility element of that, yeah. which isn't yeah. your obvious go-to, but yeah, yeah, process people, but also the fact that he owned it. He, he knew it was him mm. and he could fix those things. Yeah. So here's John talking about that. So you systemize a business by writing the training material, writing the procedures. You then got to train your team on them. Yeah. You've then got to audit your team to make sure they're following the rules and doing what you say so you do. Test, test and measure, make sure they're Test and measure. Them. You then got to <coughs> feedback the results and then based on what the results are, you've got to review. Because is it a person issue that something's gone wrong yeah. or is it a process issue? There's only two things when something goes wrong. Yeah. Either a human messed it up or the process wasn't good enough. Uh -huh. If it's a human that messed it up, if it's you or I, then there's another two options it can be. They've either ignored it or, or they they've not trained. It. So it's so a skill or a will. So it's ignorance or ignored. Yeah. Ignored is willful, they have done it. Exactly. They, skill or will. they just yeah. didn't know about it. We call it skill or a will. Skill or a will. It's yeah. exactly the same thing. So yeah. then if it's a skill, you train them. If it's a will, it's a motivational issue. It's willful, like you said, then that's a different conversation. Yeah, so that's John talking about the, 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 the process aside. Now, now, I've also got a pick from John while we're on John. And um, <laughs> and again, local people. John's a little bit further away than, than some of the others, but he's, but he's mm. still a local lad. You can still tell from his accent he's a, he's a northerner. Yeah, um, sounds more than, northern than me. Yeah, to be fair, he sounds like he lives closer to me than you do. Yes. Um, but John, John has got, um, uh, for me, he's got an interesting way of putting things that I've heard a hundred times before, mm. but saying it in a way that, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there was two great points in here. We'll only show one of them, but there's two great points. One of them was rag your roles. Now, when we were growing up, we, mm. to, if you, 
not to give too much away from when I was younger, but if you drove a car erratically, you were mm. ragging the car. Right. So rag to me was like, you know, like to do something violently or with a lot of energy or whatever. Yeah. Um, or you would rag something about if you shook it, you know, so rag, so mm. rag just sounds like a Geordie word to me. Right. But in his context, it was red, amber, green, and he was talking about the roles you do in your job and identifying the ones that you should stop doing immediately. Yeah. You should, with a bit of training, a bit of onboarding or offboarding, get yeah. rid of in time and the things that you should keep doing forever. It was really important, like rag your roller. Just I loved that, yeah. Um, and and it, it 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 was quite a good stark reminder to say, you know, if you're not getting somewhere, and it's because you've got ten hours of work to do every day, and you just you'd yeah. like to get through more. Eliminate probably, also my delegate. Yeah, yeah. There will be things in your day that you're doing that you should not be doing. Yeah. Either don't need to be done. Mm. You know, don't automate it if it's irrelevant. Yeah. Don't waste time automating the process that should be eliminated. Mm. And there's, there's all of that, and it, and it just summarised really succinctly and rag your role for me. And he even said, like, because, and you asked a sort of follow up question, like, oh, well, what if you're self employed? How do you get around that? And he was like, well, you've got VAs and personal, you know, virtual assistants, so yeah. they can do all your invoicing, your um, email handling, booking call appointments, etc. You know, you can employ someone and train them to do your job and within time, it doesn't all have to be immediate, but within it, he said within a year, it doesn't matter what you do, he can guarantee he could get you out of it yeah. just by following that process. By by just strictly implementing that, yeah. that, that logic, yeah. So, yeah. so, so I love that, but my, my takeaway from though, probably comes back to your people process, the fact that you are responsible for the people you employ or yeah. your team or the subcontractors, ultimately you make the decision to keep them doing it wrong. Right, yeah. And he said this in a way that, that, that I've personally never heard this or a variation of it, although I know the concept. I'm just, again, I've never heard it said in such a, such a simple way. Mm. And he said, you know, so you've got, got someone who just isn't getting it. Yeah. So you think, oh, it's quicker just to do it yourself. Yeah. But then he said, so, you know, but when you're teaching your kid to ride a bike, yeah. you don't like, they don't fall off and you just go, get out of the way, get on the bike and ride it off, do you? Yeah, no. And it, it, as soon as he said that, I thought, wow. Yeah, like, I love that, yeah. Well, of course you don't. Yeah. You say, never mind, son, or, or pet, you know. Yeah. Right, we nearly had it this time, try that. Da, da, da. Yeah. And it's quite interesting that we know yeah. that on those things, there is only one route. Mm. There isn't an option where there's people out there whose kids can't ride bikes, but their parents ride their bike for them. Yeah, exactly. Even saying it sounds ludicrous. Yeah. There, there might be kids who would never ride a bike, but that's, that's a different thing. Yeah. Um, you, know, you, you know you need to teach a kid to ride the bike if they want to ride a bike. It, yeah. There isn't another plan B. Yeah. So why is it then in business we so often take the plan B of and I'll say plan B because plan A should be teach your people to do things well. Mm. It's better for them, it's better for you, it's better for everyone. Mm. Why is there ever a plan B in, in, in business? Right, yeah. It doesn't make any sense, does it? Oh, you're doing that wrong. Right, well, I'll do it then. Well, I'll just do it then. Well, why did you employ them to do it then? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's interesting because we've done a lot of episodes with Jack mm. where we talk about what drives people, motivates people, annoys people. Yeah. Most people have heard the saying, you don't leave a job, you leave the manager. And, and you know, there's this whole fulfillment thing in a role mm. where not teaching that kid to ride that bike yeah. in the work context is probably just creating a disillusioned, upset workforce. Right, yeah. Which then compounds the fact that you didn't take the time to get them to do it right in the first place. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. I would, you know, I'd love to know what you think. But here's John on riding a bike, I suppose. What a lot of business owners do do, and this is where they can't, the mindset and they're the bottleneck, is if they ask somebody to do something, they don't give them the relevant training, they don't show them how it's done. When the person fails, and they will fail, right? Nobody's got a 100% record. As good as you think Newcastle are, they're not gonna have a 100% record. You know, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. So they're gonna mess up. But what people do is give it back, come here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. It's quick in Asia. In the short term it is but it stunts development, it stunts growth, and yeah. in the long term, it's a nightmare. So if you just go back to the, the, the you know, Bellard riding a bike, 
you know, she's literally just learned what happened is, guess what she did when she took the stabilizers off? Fell off. Fell off. What oh. I didn't do is get out the way, I'm gonna do it for you. And just like, this is how you ride a bike, no. you just ride away. You, you know, just give like... it, you get extra training, hand on the seat, on the handlebars, don't be frightened, don't be frightened. Um, we'll li- give, give it another go, I've got you. I've, I've got you, don't worry. You're gonna fall, but don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Because this, this really vividly leads into something which I haven't thought about until I was just saying there. Because the job as a team lead, you're part of the team, but you can still be the team lead. Yeah is to facilitate the performance of your team, isn't it? 100%, yeah. It's not yeah. to claim the glory, it's not yeah. to be the glory, yeah. it's not to be the yeah. the best in the team, it's yeah. it's to get it, the maximum productivity, efficiency, team spirit yeah. of your team. So that was John on bike riding. That was John. What you got next then, James? So we did an episode, well, you did an episode with Jack on discovering your motivations, I think we call it, or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, so I've heard, I don't know how many times, um, you know, if you read self-improvement books or, I don't know, that kind of thing, or, or watch that kind of content, you'll have heard the idea that motivation and discipline, you know, motivation lasts a period of time, but discipline is what yeah, allows yeah. you to kind of, and I, I don't know how to explain it, but well, you know I've certainly what I mean? heard it. I've certainly heard that discipline is better than passion. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, passion gets you going. Motivation is, yeah. Yeah, but discipline actually allows you to see through the thing that you're kind of motivated by. Yeah. Motivation can wane. Um, and that's kind of up till that point, as far as, a, as in-depth as I've heard the argument. Um, and then you did an episode with Jack, and obviously Jack does, I mean, this isn't like a plug necessarily, but just he does a sort of motivational maps um, exercise with clients where he sits them down and they, he fill, they fill out a survey um, and it has a lot of sort of metrics to score yourself against. Um, and from that, it gives you a pretty detailed report on how where your motivations lie and it's yeah. scarily accurate as well it is yeah so I mean, it's interesting at this point i always think james sorry just mm. just to distinguish this from behavioral yeah yeah this isn't how you're going to respond in a thing this no. is the why you do the thing which is also why it's unique yeah yeah and it, it, it's different because everyone knows none of you on a lot of people have heard this idea of disc profiling oh i'm an open passionate right. person no it's not that at no. all no. motivation is do you want to be the expert do you want to build are you looking for wealth are you looking yeah. for power like, yeah, purpose. Yeah. Like how you do it is the behaviour, but what you're doing and, and you know and why you're doing it is is the motivation. Yeah, yeah, and no, exactly. And I've never really discovered that before. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so we sort of did that episode with Jack, and one of the things he talked about, which I thought was um, something I'd not really heard before, um, was this idea of job crafting, as he called it. So once you've sort of been through this exercise um, and you know what your motivations are, um, you can use that to kind of tailor your role in a way that makes your what you do much more motivating to you or more fulfilling. more fulfilling without necessarily changing what you're doing too much. So for example, if you realise that you're motivated by, um, say you've, you know, you've really got the heart of a teacher and you like... Um, you know, you feel like you've got expertise that you can pass on and that's something that you kind of yeah. are motivated by helping people with. Um, and say you're a manager and you know that this particular team member is motivated that way, well, get them involved in training the new staff or... Yeah. You don't you know, need to lose the person who's lost their, their, their passion in their job. You can yeah. just tweak their job tweak. to take away some of the things they don't like and give them more Exactly. Yeah. You know. So, or, so you might be you mm. might be compelled by being the the lone expert, or yeah. you might be the team player who wants to you know share knowledge. Mm. There's probably a role for both of those types of things in a big enough team. So yeah, exactly. why don't you lean into it and lean into it on the other people? Yeah. And the idea of job crafting is just tweaking those little things. Yeah. But, to, to to let you do yeah. Yeah, but you don't even necessarily have to. So I think one of the points you made is that a lot of managers don't necessarily realise. They, well, first of all, they don't know how their stuff are motivated, um, but also they don't. You don't have to change the job. Sometimes it's just, you know, so say someone's particularly motivated, motivated by, 
Um, they want to see the results of the work that they're doing. Um, and you've got all sorts of data on, you know, the client success stories that have happened as a result of yeah. the sale that you made or something like that. Um, and that's never shared with the member of staff. Well, of course they feel demotivated because they're doing the, the yeah. role, but they never see the result. They never see the product or the, or the outcome, yeah. So when you have catch-ups with them, you know, just build into your catch-up, you know, oh, this is the result of all the work you've done. Yeah. This is what this department's done so, as so, a result so of actually, your contribution. Yeah. So it's Simple things like that. Because the job crafting there isn't changing the job in any way. No. It's just letting the person in on the thing. Exactly. It, it, it costs nothing to share that with them. Yeah. 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 No, that's interesting. Yeah. And I suppose if, you know, if you're motivated as being the expert and you get an awesome feedback from that, from your customers about that person. Yeah. Just pass it on. <laughs> yeah. they, they will be grateful that they're getting good feedback. Yeah, and they won't exactly. use it for vanity or money because yeah. they might not be driven by money. Yeah. They might just want to know that what they're doing is seen as the expert piece. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Well, here's Jack talking about this point. Um, I've lost my flow on motivation. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we use um, a tool called Motivational Mapping, which essentially is a, a questionnaire. And from that, you can gleam. And it's a series of kind of um, questions with polar opposite responses and you kind of sit, you have to put somewhere on that scale how much you agree with, sit on that scale essentially. Yeah. So, so you go strongly through. strongly agree, strongly disagree yeah. type. Yeah. And from that you can glean kind of what motivates people. You can also glean how motivated they are in their current role and that can be given as a percentage score. So they, they, out of, they could be 80% motivated in their role currently. What's also interesting is that we can get a score on how well engaged they are within those motivators. So we can get a, a ranking of what these nine motivators and which ones are the strongest, which ones are the weakest, and how well they're engaging with those ones. Because if they're not engaging, if their role doesn't allow them to resonate with that motivator, then they're not going to be particularly well motivated. Yeah. Likewise, if they're engaging a lot with the things that demotivate them, then Again, that's going to have a negative impact on their motivation. But what utility does that have then, Jack, to, uh, uh, as a team lead? Is it fair to presume then, once you've got this data and you can go, oh, well, Jack is a searcher, Marty's a glory seeker, whatever. The star, sorry. You know, James is the expert, right? Okay, then at the minute they're all doing exactly the same job. Mm -hmm. I presume you would then say, well, actually, if you like doing that bit, Jack, why don't you do more of that? And we now know Marty doesn't like mm -hmm. it. You stop yeah, doing but it. But even as simple as simple as Martin's a star, right? Well, I mean, make, got to make sure that I put, that. I put I put an arm. This is you've just manufactured that, so I'd have to say <laughs> I that. Did, I did. I did. <laughs> James, that's the short. That's the short. But I I would know as your manager, right? I've got to put an arm around Martin when he's done something and say he's done a really good job because ah, you would benefit right. that more. Likewise, James is the expert, right? Well, I'm going to go and make sure that he has the opportunity to go off and do some extra training courses. Yeah. Jack, you're the searcher, right? Well, how do I get you in a way where I feel like you're making more of a difference? Maybe I might take you to a couple more client meetings so you can see at the front end what we're doing. Yeah. So it, it provides so many useful like, ideas in terms of small things that you can do, which doesn't necessarily materially affect the role, but it's also kind of a management tool as well. So Jack, motivation. Um, uh, I should have said as well, you can obviously view all of these episodes by searching through our catalogue. Exactly. Um, we're up to a couple of hundred, no, hundred, we've been going a couple of years now, there's a hundred plus episodes. So there's something on most things, you can um, you can dig them out. Um, my, my next thing is, it, it, what, what was a chat I had with a lady called Danica, mm. so from Danica S Copywriting, and she, her, her, her slogan is that she writes words that sell. Yeah. Copywriting, um, it's a niche within copywriting is what she does. But, you know, particularly she, she works with businesses to help them have websites, brochures, literature, letters, follow-up call, whatever it is, mm. that convert prospects into sales. Yeah. Um, 
very interesting what she does yeah yeah. Think, yeah and everyone knows that this is a thing you you know that yeah that, that there's a psychology behind you know the, the the thing the phrase that makes you buy yeah but what she said that was really interesting to me is one one of the things she does is she will reach out to people who have bought mm. and she'll ask them what was stopping them from buying mm. so this is really interesting because a lot of market research is, we'll reach out to you, James, do you need a dog lead? You know, well, I haven't got a dog. No, right, okay, right. They're yeah. gonna get a dog. And yeah. if you do, do you want one of our dog leads? That's a silly example, but we're yeah. reaching out to people who haven't bought yet to ask right. them what they want to make them buy. Mm. Once someone has bought and they're a customer, we'll ask them what they liked about what they bought. Mm. But what we don't do is there's, there's a bit in the middle Right. of before you bought what was stopping you from buying yeah because if you can overcome that obstacle yeah there's a whole raft of people out there who haven't bought yeah who it's not that you're not giving them the thing they want it's that you haven't figured out what's stopping them from doing it right yeah now i might not have explained that very well no i know what you mean yeah but yeah it's it's like objection handling in sales yeah um well but, maybe not but 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 we're not asking what the objection is because right. we're not sitting. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the nearest. Yeah, objection handle is the nearest that I've come to. It. But it's it's, hmm. you know, the objection handle is well. I, I suppose the point is here that you know the the, the the expertise to getting this done well. Is that the person might not realise what their objection is, right? Yeah, or was, yeah. Unless you you kind of get that out of them, right? Yeah. Um, and I, and I just thought that was quite interesting. I thought it was a different slant on on a, on, a, on something that I hadn't really thought about. Yeah, yeah. Because um, everyone's focused on trying to to sell the benefit of something. Yeah. Rather than figure out why, like they, they might they might want your product all day long. Mm. So telling them how good the product is isn't going to yeah get rid of that barrier, is it? Yeah, it's almost like I, I don't know if this is along the same lines, but I heard someone talking about focus groups once and how someone that's inexperienced in doing them will ask questions like oh um you know why do you want the product or do you want the product first yeah. of all and then when it comes to all right here's the product you know get your wallet out oh no no I, i'm not interested all right well why we've just said it was a great product yeah, and it was yeah. In it, yeah and that's almost one way of saying right well what are the objections? How do you? Yeah. What's the, what? What actually are the objections? Yeah. Because you yeah, told me you yeah. like the product, but do you? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. No, yeah. This. Uh, in, in this. Uh, I, I, yeah. Danica will do a better job of explaining this, probably. Yeah. Um, hopefully. So here's Danica taking you through the importance of finding out why people didn't buy, but asking them after they have bought, which is which I think is the really interesting bit. Yeah. What is the biggest mistake people are making when they're writing the content for their conversion then? They're not talking to their customer first. It, it's as simple it's as that. simple as they're that. talking about them, not them. Exactly. They, they <laughs> need, that makes sense. Yeah, they need to talk to their client. Um, I've, I've had a couple of these, um, done, done several of these interview processes where the client, my client, realized that they are buying me for a completely different reason. Um, I had one client who's a, a dog walking service and she thought that people were buying because they, um, they felt uh, guilty about not walking their dog, but it turns out it's not, it wasn't about guilt. It was about um, uh, pride and it was about a little bit about snobbery. And- um, Ooh, was it like, oh, I've got a dog walker. Yeah. Yeah, because it's fancy. It was like a show thing, was it? I honestly, I was going to go, I bet it was guilt. But yeah, it's interesting. She thought it was guilt. She was like, okay, they feel guilty for not walking their dogs. Because they work, they shouldn't have got a dog, they've got a dog, they need a dog. Now they need it, yeah, because her level of service is that she charges $80 for a two-hour dog walk. It It was a revelation for us. Like, we were both like... Whoa. So we always make a guess before we go into the interviews and talk to the people. I wonder if it's this. Yeah. I, so so how did he get... So, so they were probably like... I don't know. Actually, I literally don't know how we're doing. Um, <laughs> but... Because you don't just walk in and go, why did you get a dog walker? Uh, oh, well, actually, I wanted my friend to have it specially. Like, 
the, how do you get there? That doesn't just come out. No. So it goes back to that interview where you, we, the, the questions that we ask are, are really um, open-ended. And really, you don't find out that information unless, as the interviewer, you don't say anything and you just wait for Two them Two years, to, one mouth, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, you just wait for them to start talking. And what you begin to understand is what they believe about themselves and what they believe about their place in the world. And those things start to come out. So for me, what I then do is I stick that all on a spreadsheet. <laughs> I start to look for data matches where other people Analyze, say this too. Yeah. Oh, oh, they said... They love coming in, their dog's exhausted because it's been run ragged. It's, mm -hmm. it's had a good day. Makes them feel good. Ah, right. Maybe yeah. it's not good. Yeah, right. Well, there's something there. Yeah. They, they all said that. Yeah, it's because they they, they are thrilled that their dog is It's like is the thrilled. usual suspects, isn't it? Yeah. You interview all of this. You, you look for the pattern and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, so that's Danica. Um, again, full episode available. Um, James, mm. what have you got next then? Next. So... Uh, I think the first guest to return on the podcast and do two, other than like yourself and Jack, <laughs> feature every week, um, Alfie Joey. So we had him back again to talk about something completely different, um, but something he's very experienced in, which is public speaking. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't necessarily talking about public speaking, he was talking about communication and how you can kind of tailor your communication ability in business settings and so on. Yeah. Um, but there was one, so it's a great episode, but there was one particular point that I thought was um, very practical and very useful for me. This, this felt like a, like a cheat, to it be fair, like didn't cheat. it? Yeah. This feels like it should almost be illegal. <laughs> it's not, but it, 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 this, this feels like if you, yeah. Yes. It's such an obvious thing that, yeah, yeah book one. Um, yeah, so he talks about, uh, he, he called it snooping, was this idea. And so basically Alfie used to work in radio um, for, what was it, BBC Radio B B Newcastle? BBC Radio, yeah, yeah. Doing so, the breakfast so show. The breakfast show for years, yeah. Um, and he mentioned that, this might not be true, but it was something along the lines of um, the show got to a point where it was the most listened to radio station Outside of the capital, or outside of London, or somewhere, something it? like that, or the, certainly the most listened to breakfast show. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you say it might be true, you just mean you might have remembered the exact. But yeah, yes, yeah. I'm not, not just not, making that random. We're not casting, but we're not saying Alfie was lying on the show. No, yeah. no, no. Um, but yeah, no, he did certainly suggest that Radio Newcastle, him and yeah. well, I can't remember his co-presenter at the time, but they were they were, yeah, you know, sweeping the board nationally. Let's just say on 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 listener numbers, yeah. Mm. And he basically gave away the secret as to how he did that. Um, and it wasn't marketing spend. It wasn't, you know, some kind of guess. promotional it thing. Wasn't, it wasn't guess. It wasn't prize. Yeah. Well, Although yeah. some of those things may have been included, I don't know. But what he mentioned, and he attributed seemingly the, all of that success to, was what he called snooping. And to him, what that was. Um, so he said is manager, boss, whatever producer the word would be. Or, yeah, producer. A line manager, someone, someone above him anyway. Would listen in to the radio stations, um, listen in to the, the radio show, um, and of course, you would have like the recording and listen back to it, but he would listen back to it with Alfie and his presenters. Um, so they would listen to a segment and then he would say, right Alfie, what did you think of that? And you've just heard yourself. You can't lie and say like, yeah. "Oh yeah, that was awesome." If it wasn't, you've just you've heard it. Yeah. Because um, it's very different when you're in the moment. You think it's good, yeah. and then you watch back, and it's like, "Oh, actually, yeah, I didn't quite come across how it felt in the moment." Um, and basically, what what he repetitively got Alfie to do was listen back on a regular basis to what he consistently, done. consistently. Yeah, it, it, they didn't do this a couple of times. No, yeah, this was something they did consistently. And, and make Alfie be fully honest with, were you 100% happy with that performance, the way it came across, you know, the content, was it yeah. interesting, whatever. Um, and over time, just doing that process again and again and again, um, he just improved, you know, made these improvements each time to the point where he became obviously very listenable and popular and, and 
that's kind of how the station grew. Just crafted the. You off. just made it interesting to listen yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, and I, I didn't think about this at the time, mm. um, but this is a bit like <clears throat> probably from like the eighties onwards. Professional mm. football teams would watch back their matches right, with yeah. their manager and go, "See that there, then James? Yeah, he ran straight past you. Yeah, got to keep an eye, right? And if he's doing that." Do, yeah, and we take for granted now that there'll be that after match commentary and um, yeah. punditry. Yeah, what's really interesting here is yeah. First of all, the brutal honesty of it. Like you say, there's nowhere to hide. No, and it's not fun watching yourself back, is it? And it's all, and also, it's not a team of eleven here where you kind of go, yeah, but you know, Marty didn't cover me back. It's like there right, was two yeah. of you there. It was one of you two that did it. Yeah, or one of you two did something great. Let's have more of that. Because yeah. this isn't all a negative thing. This is a positive no, thing. No, no, it was, it was, it's, yeah. If you take this with a positive attitude, it, it could be a, again a superpower. Which yeah. I don't think enough businesses do this. No. So I know there's this idea of secret shopping or mystery shopping where you, you know mm. you get an external person to to drop in now and then. Yeah. But how often do you do that? Have you done it? And do you do it to yourself? Could you do it? And, and do you t- do you watch yourself if you're the subject of it? Do you listen to the Business Stuff podcast? Well, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, that's, yeah, no, I, to be fair, no. no. I, I do sometimes. Yeah. I do sometimes, to be fair. I, do, I know I, it does, because once I was in the car and it came on. I was going to say, yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, I am Tom Cruise watching my own films. <laughs> um, but interestingly, I, I don't know if I was subconsciously doing that, thinking, would I listen to this if it wasn't me? Right, yeah. And, and we're just beginning. We're you know we're a couple of years in, which sounds like a long time, but yeah. we are still finding our way in this. But certainly, this idea of snooping, I think, is a fantastic idea. It's a good show, James. Yeah. Here is Alfie on snooping. It, it's it's really important, and it was great to hear when I came in that one of your team said, "Watch the interview again the other day." I think that's where you learn. That's the almost the only place you can learn really if you're doing a podcast or if you're doing um, stuff that is recorded or YouTube, you must go back over it, even though it's a bit awkward and some people don't like the sound of their own voice. My old radio boss, uh, who was absolutely brilliant, used to do something called the snoop and he did it every Wednesday. You just listen in for a bit, would you? And oh, it was forensic. So what he would do is, he would say, right, we'll do a lucky dip today and we might listen to us at eight o'clock to 10 past eight. And he'd say, right, let's see what Five Live or Radio 2 were doing between eight and 10 past eight. And we'll score who who got the most out of those 10 minutes. 10 you minutes is a long time in the radio. You all they listen to. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to be on form for 20 seconds. But... Oh, 10 minutes is, is a long time. And you got, I was, I was talking to along there. I was, and he would do, the Socratic method, he yeah. would get us, he never told us we were rubbish, we would hear it and you go, would. that's well, that's, that's interesting because... Or he would do us against one of our competitors, Metro, or us against BBC Tees, so it would be, you know, we'd be roughly have the same subjects or the same news stories would be breaking. What emphasis did you put yeah. on the leadership yeah. election or, yeah. Absolutely, have you mentioned um, the weather, the travel, something newsworthy in those 10 minutes have you told people who you are why are people listening lead yeah. people by the hand and he just constantly he never missed that and that was always a painful at first it was a painful thing and then it became a brilliant thing so, and so, then, so you're thinking at any point anything i say might be that 10 minute window yeah yeah. So let's have. It's all got to be, be good. On. Let's yeah. All of it should be good. How how does that correlate with you know you see anybody on Graham Norton and they yeah. go oh yeah I don't watch my phones yeah I, I don't I don't believe them. Um, <laughs> there you go. I, I that, don't believe that answers that then. Yeah, yeah, so do yeah. do we just I, agree that my, they do watch the films? My favourite singer is Frank Sinatra, and he once said, uh, "If I go around somebody else's house, I can't stand listening to myself." But anybody who'd been to his house said his music was playing all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and, why he, he was sick of it. That's why he didn't yeah, want to hear it in your house. <laughs> yeah, I, I think how can you know what you sound like or look like unless you watch it back? And I tell you, it's interesting now. You go to a comedy club, I did comedy on Friday and Saturday, and the younger comedians now, they've all got tripods, cameras, they are watching themselves over and over, they're they're growing audience like that, but they're also 
studying themselves. So yeah, that's Alfie on snooping. Now, just for clarity, when I said it feels like it should almost be illegal, I just meant, obviously, snooping could sound like I meant something else, but this is just watching back. It's watching your your, your, your recording of your match, I suppose, and and, mm. and doing it. And, and I would love to, you know, I would love to hear from anyone what they think their version of snooping would be in their business. Mm. We should probably game this, actually, James. We should we should come up with what we think. I, I've I've thought about before. I'm not saying this is an issue. I've seen at Robson Adler, but I have seen in context of teams I've been part of, where I've thought where someone's like leading a meeting, and I've thought if you recorded this, if this was recorded and you watched back on this meeting, would you really be happy with the way you spoke to some of those team members? Because they don't realise the way they're coming across. And do you think you gave everyone a fair chance? Did everyone yeah. get a chance to participate? But yeah. when you're in it, you, do, you can't, it, it's not that they're trying to be like that. Oh yeah, you can't, you don't notice. You're trying to be obstinate or rude or bullying or harassing. You're like you're, but yeah. that was the point of the snooping was. Yeah, yeah. to watch it back cold. Yeah, without the, third party. Yeah, without the, the feelings attached to it in a dispassionate way to say, yeah. was that as good as it could have been? Yeah. So yeah, yeah no, I love that. My, my, my other takeaway, just while we're talking about Alfie, um, <clears throat> who, 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 you know, I, th I think we could all, yeah, I think if you're in business, that his two episodes, so the first one was Changing Lanes. That was one of my favorite episodes. Which is great, because Alfie, you know, if you don't know Alfie, um, you might not know or care who he is. Um, mm. But, He's done some staggeringly different jobs. Yeah. And somehow seems to manage to find the secret formula to make them work. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he? Um, mm. You know, and when he went into radio, he, I do, I, I'm pretty sure he said he'd never really done radio before. No. And just ended up, you know, running one of the, or being part of the team that had the, you know, most yeah. listeners outside of London or whatever it was. He even says on, when he was talking about that, that he would get to the, there was someone that was doing like the um, afternoon show or something, and he would turn up before the person who was on the radio before him, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know just, if I got the order just, right. Just the prep. So, just so a, I think yeah. he was the morning show, but if he started at six, he would be there like before the one who was doing the three or six shift or almost yeah. the day. He, he, he would just put an insane amount of detail and thought in. But when you're saying like, he found the secret formula, I know you don't mean like, oh, he just stumbled across. Yeah, yeah. But it was through Oh sheer yeah, effort. yeah, when, I'm, say, when I'm saying he found it. Yeah. No, he worked on that secret formula. He worked formula, to find it. Yeah. Which, which, which interestingly is, is, is something that we said about Neil and Hannah, any yeah. of the business owners we've had on, David, um, yeah. the recruitment guy, Bolton, David Bolton. Was this Bolton? Sorry, David, that's terrible. <laughs> um, but these are all people, um, you know, probably from previous years, you know, like Roman Siegel. Like these, these, yeah. aren't, these aren't people who stumbled on the secret formula. No. They ground away until it was revealed to them. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I didn't mean any slight there with, with, with Alfie. He worked yeah. at it and he, and he worked it by his own admission. I think in the second episode, he says when he's interviewing someone, he goes far too far, and like he puts an extreme amount of time in, doesn't he? Yeah. He talked about interviewing the guy who did the um, Everybody Loves Raymond. I want to see Jim Rosenthal, someone like that. And he talks about how he had so many pre-prepared questions in areas that it might go into. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure he said, and, and most of it never went anywhere, but yeah. I was ready if it did. Yeah, that's brilliant. And, and yeah, and it's, it's just like, he didn't just think I'm gonna turn up and blag this. Yeah. He turned up and nailed it. And, yeah. and it wasn't by accident. Yeah. One of the things that he, um, what well, he talked about in his second one, so we're talking <coughs> about communication. And I'm, all, I'm always really interested in how people can be an introvert, but yet a good speaker. Right, yeah. And I think you do this pretty well, to be fair, James. Yeah. Not, not, not calling you out as an introvert no, or a good I've, speaker. I've heard well, all this before, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but, but you, thought about it myself. you, 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 you you're there now doing this, and yet you would quite happily just sit behind the scenes and just yeah. not volunteer to be out there. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm always curious as to how people can do that. Mm. And we ended up talking about, he said he'd watched a TED talk from a lady. So it's kind of her point to be fair, but I'm, I'm, we're gonna show Alfie talking about it. Yeah. And he talks about some basic hacks, cheat codes you can use yeah. to portray confidence. 
Right, yeah. And one of them was just really, really so simple because you think, oh, well, you know, imagine your audience naked and all of that. <laughs> I'm not sure that would help some of the audiences I've, I've presented to. <laughs> um, but if you just want a boost of confidence, you know, there, there, there was a lady who talked about just before you go out on stage, you know, somewhere off behind the scenes, mm. in the corridor, around the corner, in the cubicle, in the gents, where, or the ladies, wherever you want to be. Yeah. Make yourself big. Take a deep breath. <laughs> Do that a couple of times and your body will get a rush of some kind of right. energy endorphin or some yeah. kind of hormone will flood your body because you know you can trick your body into giving yourself that little bit of confidence. Right, yeah. And it was so simple and I thought, yeah, that's really interesting because I, I hadn't realised, but if I'm talking, mm. I always do this thing where like, yeah. I pretend I'm tucking the back of my t-shirt in even if I'm not. Right, yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I've just instinctively stumbled on the point that, you know, make yourself tall and and it will give you the energy to get through it, you know? That's interesting. It might not be enough yeah. if, you, if you're scared stiff and you're horrified by it. Yeah. But if you're doing it anyway, yeah. going in a bit, with a bit more of that in your pocket is probably not a bad thing, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was such a simple thing. Anyone's got time to do that yeah. before, you, before you do anything. So we're pulling 2023 to an end here. We've got already some excellent speakers lined up, excellent guests. Um, we've got some really good business stories coming up. Um, I, I, I always feel at this point where we did one of these last year and I felt a bit bad for the people who didn't get a mention. It's not that we didn't think what you had wasn't any good. It, <laughs> it, it, we can all, we, people will only listen to us for so long. No, um, it's not a highlight but, if you put every minute of every. Yeah, yeah. If we just mention everyone, it's 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 a it's a rundown, not a not a yeah. So yeah. we've just picked the bits that apply to us. I would like to know what you found. You know, was the most important bit, your best bit, the the guest that you liked. Um, and I normally finish by asking my guests a question, <laughs> don't I, James? As yes. you know, we haven't talked about this, but right. Uh, so I, I know some of the people we've got coming up and some of the areas that we're planning on covering. Mm. I suppose my question to you is, like, you know, w w what's your hopes for the podcast in, in what's going to be year three, believe it or not? Are my hopes for the podcast? Yeah. Obviously, you know, sponsorship wouldn't kill anyone. Sponsorship. And some, some product, merch, you know, we're not, we're not asking for too much. But. Do you know what I was thinking about? It would be really, really cool. So I learned recently that the diary of a CEO... They, their podcasts have played in prisons. Did you know that? I did not know that. Wouldn't that be awesome if the Business Stuff podcast, but something that's so practical. Was, it, was inspiring, yeah. Yeah. As part of a rehabilitation process. Hearing from local business owners, you know, I think that'd be awesome. Well, I'm pretty sure there's so I want us in. I want us in prisons. You want us in <laughs> Not us, but the podcast. Long before your time, but I know you're a music fan, so mm. Johnny Cash, of course, played a prison, didn't he? Was it Folsom or something? Quite know. a famous gig from Johnny Cash. He played, yeah. uh, he played in Folsom Prison. Um, wow. You never know, James. We might do an episode live from prison. <laughs> from prison. We'll Hopefully see, not. We'll, we'll, we'll see where we end up. Yeah. Hopefully because we've been invited to Invi do an episode, not... Invited in rather than held. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's interesting because... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I wasn't expecting that answer. Well done, no, James. Yeah. Star answer. I don't often get flummoxed. Um, but yeah, I suppose that would be nice to think that we're... Yeah. Because the hope for doing all of this is that people learn and they can become better as a result. Yeah. Even if all they do is learn from our mistakes. Yeah. Um, which I think has its own value. Yeah. But yeah, I was just presuming this was um, the free people of England and Wales and Scotland <laughs> and Ireland. Yes. But yeah, yeah, I suppose you never know. Yeah, no, but I mean, a serious answer. Well, it's a serious answer. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. But um, if we can't get there, if we, can't, <laughs> if we can't land ourselves in prison, um, what do I see for the podcast? What's your favourite style of podcast episode then? Favourite style? What, that we've done or just generally? Sh sh oh, I don't know, just, yeah. What, 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 what do you um, want us to do more of? I personally love the business stories. I really, yeah. I really do like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I will not just to jump on what you just said, but definitely that. Um, like I said, particularly lo local business stories, I find interesting. Yeah. Um, I remember not that long ago when I was, I think I just turned nineteen. And I had my first job doing sales, and I could not, be I literally couldn't believe. I was staggered 
that I, I'd never seen any entrepreneurial environment, if I could say it that way. Yeah, yeah. Just where I lived, or even in the UK. I, my mindset was that all the content that had got me into business was all produced by American people and I just associated business as America. That's, that's kind of yeah, what I thought, yeah, yeah, which yeah. sounds weird. Um, but then I got a job doing sales, which is of course, and it was like a multi-level marketing company and very like entrepreneurial and slightly controversial the way it was run as well. But um, <laughs> Not by you. But no, but, th- <laughs> but, that, but to see like an extreme of that environment, but I'd never seen it before where I'm like so from. Zero exposure to it. I was just like, yeah. whoa, how, and, this, and it was like in an office in town, yeah. and now I work at an accountancy firm, and I've got to meet some you know, business owners from all over. Um, so it's all still in a way like quite brand new to me. Um, so I'm still very inspired when I hear like local people, or just people from just the UK who have started a business. To me, that's in and of itself, I know it sounds simple, but quite fascinating to me. Yeah, no, I mean, I see it to people all the time, James, and, it, and it, this, uh, this this might not be quite what you're trying to get under the, or might not be on point. Mm. But I was having a conversation with my son the other day, who's 14 and mm. a, a bit, um, and, and, and they were trying to like get out of what he wants to do when he leaves school and whether he wants yeah. to work for someone, you know. Yeah. And he's 14 and he's a lad, so he, he has no idea. He's I got a, to play Minecraft at 14. He's, he's, he's got a <laughs> rough kind of trajectory and that's it, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I try to say to people, products have been wearing a Robson Laidler in, you know, for, for 30 years now. Mm. I've seen all kinds of people come through the door and achieve all kinds of yeah. nuts stuff. Seen yeah. people go from literally, you know, two blokes in a shed, and I mean this literally two blokes in a shed, yeah. selling their business out after, you know, they're making probably half a million quid a year each yeah. just before sale and then selling out for, you know, something like 12 or 14 million quid. Yeah. They went from two blokes in a shed. Yeah. An actual shed. An actual shed. Yeah. Um, you know, we've followed that whole journey, right? I mean, I'm still here, obviously, so I didn't learn too much from them, but yeah. we, 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 We've seen that kind of story, yeah. And what what always gets me is, I don't think you have to be Steve Jobs or Elon Musk or you know or Branson no. to do it, because most people are just not doing it. Yeah, which sounds weird. Yeah, but for you to stand out in business in your environment when you grew up, mm. doesn't sound like it would have been that hard because yeah. nobody was doing business around you. Right. Yeah. So, so doing it at all puts you in a in a in a, in a class of mm. hardcore triers. Right. Yeah. And then if you think about this, which might sound quite a quite a defamatory thing to say, but if you think of most of the people you know, most of them aren't that sharp, are they? Do, do, do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I don't yeah. mean that to be a bad thing, but most of the people you know are a good portion of them you wouldn't trust to walk your dog. <laughs> These people are in business. So if you think, mm. I just have to be someone who someone would trust to walk their dog and give it a go, and yeah. I'd probably win at it. Yeah. That's a really unusual way to say it, but right. you know, there are people out there who make business work despite despite themselves. Right. If you get a good wind at it and you've got a remotely decent idea or a really good work ethic, yeah. you really can make a massive difference. And, yeah. and and this is something I feel really passionate about. I don't see any reason why as a lad from a council estate in Gateshead, I don't see any reason why any of the other lads or lasses from that same council estate can't quite easily have a different life that they never even imagined. Yeah, but it's the lack of exposure, that's what I'm kind of, was touching on before, like the fact that I've grown up in It's not like you saw it and thought, I can't have it, you just didn't think it was there. It was oblivious, no idea, yeah. yeah. It, yeah, I wonder no, if that's no. just the problem a lot of the time. But also when you were saying about like, oh, it's not, you know, you don't have to just be Elon Musk and Steve Jobs and all that. Yeah. Well, they're the ones that get all the publicity. So that's what, that's what, you, that's, that is your exposure yeah. a lot of the time. But you, if there's someone that grew up, you know, there was a, what's the book? Like the millionaire next door or something, you know, if there's a, I'm sure there'll be business owners on my estate that I never met. You just don't know they're in business. No, yeah. exactly. 
Well, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's a particularly northeastern thing, but I didn't even know there was such a thing as business growing up. It right, wasn't yeah. mentioned in school. We didn't, have, of course, have YouTube and yeah. Instagram making us jealous of everyone in LA with their amazing you know, lives and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, maybe instead of prisons, we need to be listened to in schools, James. Yes. Maybe we need to do a school road show. And interestingly, I did do business in school and I was still oblivious. I still didn't know it was... Because they teach things like the basics of like accountancy um, and some like business skills, but they don't teach like entrepreneurialism, if that... If yeah, I yeah. So the idea that you can actually go out and start a business, that idea just wasn't touched upon. Yeah, Which I mean, you might argue weird. it's assumed, otherwise why are they well, teaching the business, but maybe sometimes you should say the assumed bit, say yeah. it out loud. Yeah. I mean, certainly the idea of like someone coming in who actually ran a business, because none of the teachers have run a business who were teaching me. It's yeah, well, I mean. may, well, well, maybe let's set our goal on. So I think schools are the... Schools or as a minimum, colleges and, and, and universities for sure, yeah. Let's, let's yeah. see. Let's, should we make a deal, James? Should we try and... I think prisons is a good goal. That would be quite fun. <laughs> well, we wouldn't know if we'd been listened to in a prison, but we, no. can, we, 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 might, we might have a better idea of knowing whether we're listened to. Fair enough. Please feel free to write in if you're, if you're in prison right <laughs> you're now. In prison. Write in and let us know what you're, uh, what you're planning on doing when you get out. Wouldn't that be meant, like, someone who's a prisoner, and then they come out and they're like, oh, I've listened to your podcast and I've been inspired to go into business? To yeah. like make a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, yeah. I've never even thought about it that deeply. Yeah, but I always hope that what we're doing helps people. Yeah, but yeah, um, let's start with schools and colleges, like you say. I haven't visualised the people we're helping, but yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy to help anyone, James. Listen, we've um, what what you know, I've I've certainly enjoyed doing the podcasts. I I can't speak for you, but I think you enjoy your part in the podcast, James. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we 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 like doing it. So we're going to keep doing it while while we've got you know one listener. <laughs> um, as long as we've got a listener, we're going to keep doing it. But um, yeah, yes. as always, we do always say, please let us know what you want to see on the podcast. We, we we're doing it for you, so let us know what you want to see. Reach out if you know someone you think would be a great guest. Reach out. Maybe self promote if you think you'd be a great guest. Reach out. You never know if there's something that's worth saying. You know, we'll 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 we'll, we'll get it set. Yeah. But for now. We hope you've had a good 2023 and we hope with our help and a bit of hard work from you, we'll have a great 2024.